0: Good evening, and welcome to our podcast, 79, written January 9th, 2022. The title of our podcast today is The Parables of the Kingdom of God, Part 2. I'd like to continue the truths behind Jesus, Jesus' parables, where we continue to explore the kingdom of God as in our previous podcast, and this one is not so much about sowing of seeds, but about other parables Jesus gave concerning the kingdom of God. They are all teachable lessons of truth and metaphors of truth that he would go into detail to explain to his disciples, and that's what I want to share with you. We pick up our story, where Jesus is trying to calm their concerns, concerns of the people who are listening about what they're going to eat, what they're going to drink, the need for clothes to wear, and he tells them to take no thought, even for their life. Wow, what a strong statement. Listen, n- not only don't worry about what you're going to eat, but don't even worry about your life. Cause I got your back, okay? In other words, he, he, he was trying to calm and reassure them that God Will take care of all of them and their needs. Then we go all the way down where he talks about the birds in the air. Don't have to worry about their food. They don't grow or prepare their own food. Yet God be them. When he goes on to talk about the birds of the air and how we are much more important than they he talked about the grass of the field you know and the flowers are already clothed even better than Solomon as he trying to comfort and calm their concerns he led up to this key scripture of what they really need to hear and know he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. Matthew six thirty three. In essence, my friend, we wouldn't have to worry about our shelter or our clothing or food or this pandemic because God is got you covered, old school, or he's got your back, new school. That's a text that should calm anyone's fears, or concerns, who are frustrated over their rent, mortgage, payment, their food, their clothing, their very life itself. Our God take care of all. These things the biggest problem is because we can't physically see him at work on our behalf or taking care of it we have a tendency of worry fear doubting him which can lead to an action of rebellion as we seek to go about doing it our own way and you know What it says about rebellion 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 is as the sin of witchcraft first samuel 15 23 paraphrase now i know y'all ain't out there practicing no witchcraft to your own knowledge but when you reject god's word which he have clearly stated to you and Reject his faith, which he have given to you, for you to believe, and, and you, you go on your own way, anyways. That's rebellion. That rebellion before God is equivalent to witchcraft. Hear me out. Don't be like Saul of old. Go and seek a witch help to answer your questions. Today we might call them psychics, fortune tellers, palm readers, and some still bear the title witch. Nevertheless, you should go to your God, your creator. He who knows you and knows all about your need. Because just as evil spirits out is out to turn you away from God, from your God in heaven, And Satan ordained it, if we can say that. Listen, you have the Holy Spirit right there with you at all times. He said, no, I am with you always. So turn to him, pray to him. Lord, I trust you. You're going to take care of this for me. In Jesus' name, amen. You can repeat exactly what I said. He'll hear you. I put it in your own words. He's waiting to hear you. Another parable Jesus tells, a man had two sons, and he told the first son to go to work in his vineyard. And his first son said, no, I will not go. But later, later on, he changed his mind. He repented, and he went to work. And his father's vineyard then second then the second son after his father asked him to go and work in the vineyard said yes I'll go father but he he didn't go at all he lied to his father Then Jesus asked a question which of the two did the will of his father and the chief priests and elders standing by listening said the first son. Wow, here it comes. Then Jesus hit them with a very shocking and stunning revelation. He said, the publicans and the harlots will go into the kingdom of God before you. In other words, he saw something in them like that second son who lie and say, they're going to do it. right thing but within them they have no plan to do God's will Matthew 21 28 through 31 paraphrase another parable put he forth unto them saying the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man which sowed good seed in his field but while men slept His enemy came and sowed tares among them, among the wheat, and and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the household came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, an enemy has done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, no, no. Lest while you gather up the tares, you root up also them the I mean the wheat with them. Church, listen to this. Lest while you root up the evil people, kick them out of the church, whatever you call it. You also destroy the believers who are already in the church. Let both of them grow together until the harvest, Jesus say. And in the time of harvest, I was saying to the reapers, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barns, Matthew 13, 24 through 30, paraphrase. This story, though it talks about the world and how God's church or his kingdom is manifested and grows within this world, it has a true parallel to the way the kingdom of God is within the church. I want to share that parallel Jesus is represented by the man who sowed the seed and his field being the world but in my parallel I am calling it the church and while men slept represents the keepers of the church that would be the pastors ministers and the lay people who run the church church member this is good seed he planted but to sow but to show you that the devil the devil has no respect of your church or your property satan goes up in the church and he plants some tares some bad folk for the sake of this parable this podcast i'm gonna call them bad folk aka satan's folks who are going to come up in here and cause division, cause problems, cause doubt upon new potential converts. And by your church being in disarray, he, Satan, keeps people who would have been saved or baptized and saved out of the church. They say, I don't want to go up in there the way that church is all messed up so that those good folk who are in the church has a constant fight of dealing with these tares or bad folk until the end. But to save some that would possibly leave the church if we didn't act right, we keep dealing with the problem. Why cause the Lord has ordained by his word that we, we his people, that he will separate the tares, the bad folk at the end. So you, 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 you caretakers and preachers and, and folks who take care of the church, come to the good man, the Lord Jesus and say, hey Lord, we, we got issues. We got some folk in the church don't wanna act right. Should we kick them out now? This is something that any church and every church should pay close attention to. The good man, Jesus, says, do not kick them out, but let them grow together right beside the saints. Meaning, while those tares and bad folk are in the church, they may hear some good preaching, have some good fellowship and association with the saints, and repent. In essence, they, they too may get converted with the help of the Holy Ghost. Remember, all things are possible with God. Also, those who are in the church, that's helping them, gives them a sense of responsibility to care for them. And then, And they nurture them, not to kick them out, but try and help those people who are not converted, become converted. Now, we are not the one who, that that convert them, but we, we, we become incorporated with God. Now, we may not be the one to convert them, but let me tell you something but we can definitely cause them not to be converted by our bad actions and behavior. So treat them good. We never know where the next great evangelist may come from. Some of you might say, oh my goodness, how can we allow these unconverted people be among us in church? Hello, my friend. The church is full of them. I'll excuse my language, but I'm going to be country as much as I can. Remember you too. I like that. We're like that. At one time. And that old saying, the church is a hospital for sinners. That's true. Just walk in any church. Be there for a minute. You will see What I'm talking about, is not called a hospital for sinners for no reason. So you just can't kick them out. They belong in the church and they need your help. God knew they would be there and God used this parable to let us know, don't be quick to go and kicking folks out of his church. You don't know their heart. They may be there because God's Holy Spirit may have put upon their hearts. It's time to repent. They are sick with sin, the same way you were that day you came in here. Remember? Soon after you heard the word a few times, your heart was softened and you repented give them that same opportunity now just because they don't wear the same clothes or shoes or you know wear the same hairstyle or speak the same lingo as you jesus said let them all grow together maybe uncomfortable you know for a while but remember an oyster makes a beautiful pearl of sand in his house. Stuff get in his shell and start messing with him, and then going through the same task, and uncomfortable surrounding, just like you, he makes a pearl. So the preacher and the member caretakers of the church, you good folk, it's okay, it's all right. The Lord said, let them grow together. So when he comes at the end of the harvest, at the end of the age, in essence, when the good man, Jesus Christ, our Lord, sends his heavenly angels to separate the wheat and his good folk from the tares, uh, Satan's bad folks, and notice he bundles the tares those bad folks who never repented or got converted up for the fires of hell. Let God do the separation. Then he took the wheat, the good folk, who faithfully served God into his barn, heaven. If you will, the barn speaks of him as heaven. So the the object lesson here is don't judge anybody, especially those who show up at your church. Give them all the same respect, care, and love. You would your fellow church members. Treat them with gentle kindness. God made us all and remember the saying, what would Jesus do? Or how would he treat them? If I had to guess, he would Embrace them and take them in and care for them. Now you, my fellow church friends, let us go and do likewise. Remember, your kind and loving action may help bring these bad folks or bad people to a decision of conversion. And bring them to God and they be saved. Amen? Amen. This concludes conclude our podcast. Let us pray. Dear Lord God, thank you for the hearers of these podcasts. We also pray, Lord God, that you touch their hearts and cause them to come to a point of repentance and give their lives to you. Although these parables have underlying truth, I hope they can be a lesson for both the new converts, as well as us who are already in the church. Thank you for blessing and saving every soul that comes to you in Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Now, if you or someone you know have need of prayer, contact us at HeavensPrayerLink.com. We'd love to pray with you. God bless you.